Name. Claire Holloway. Age. 44. Lives. In County Durham in northeast England. Family. I have a husband and two dogs. Favourite colouring book. Joanna Basswood. Favourite pencils or pens. Prismacolor. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista, a podcast about coloring book for adults. And today's guest is Claire Holloway. Welcome. Thank you. I know you can be found on Instagram and YouTube and most uh, and maybe you're most uh, known for uh, being one of the admins for one of the big Johanna Besford groups on Facebook. Right. That's right. So we are going to talk about all of these things. Uh, but who are you? I am basically I'm I'm not well I'll tell you what I'm not I'm not an artist um I literally just got into this hobby about four years ago and um I'm just very very passionate now about coloring um I don't have any art qualifications I'm just I'm completely self-taught and I'm just a girl who loves to color in. But how did it start? So around um, four years ago, it was actually I saw um, a program on television and it was a program that was a review of the previous year and what had been popular um, in terms of what people were buying in the previous year. And at the time, it was things like um, spiralizers. But one of the things was adult coloring books. And me and my husband kind of both looked up and said, I'd be really interested in doing something like that. So I actually didn't really know that it was an up and coming industry till I'd seen a television program where it was mentioned as kind of an up and coming hobby. Um, so I started by just getting a few coloring books online and then really discovered the, um, the mainstream artists like Joanna Basford. What was your first book? So my first book was, I believe, Joanna Basford's Secret Garden, I think it was. And I just absolutely fell in love with her designs because it's 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 everything that I love to colour. It's it's fairy tales. Um and it just it suits my my type of colouring as well. I, I tend to use pencils more than paint. So her designs are good for any media but they really, really suit the, the way that I colour with my Prismacolor pencils. In what way? They, it's the, the designs are such that they just spark your imagination. So, for instance, she will put a lantern in, in one of her designs and that instantly makes you think about light. It instantly makes you think about how you can create light in the piece. So... A lot of her designs with with lanterns that she's put in, I kind of tend to do a nighttime background. Um, she she gives you so many clues. Her latest book, um, Ivy and the Inky Butterfly, is actually a storybook. And when you read the story, it describes all the types of flowers and the types of animals. So she's always kind of giving you clues through her designs. She's always sparking your imagination of how how to colour things in. Have you coloured every picture in 
any of her books? That I haven't, but it's funny that you should ask because my New Year's resolution for 2018 was to complete the Ivy and the Inky Butterfly storybook. And the idea behind completing it was that I would make a flick through video uh, once once it was done. So I would release that on our Facebook site and it would literally be a flip through of me reading the story and showing the artwork at the same time. Um, so it's 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 the first book that has excited me where I really, really want to finish it. And as I say, I, I made a New Year's resolution. It may turn out to be 2019's New Year's resolution by the time I'm finished. But but yes, I would love to complete the Ivy and the Inca Butterfly book. How many pictures have you coloured now? I would say from that book, probably. I mean, we're talking about a 150 page book. I think I've probably done around 25 to 30 so far. Um, some of them are double pages, so obviously it takes a little bit longer, and some of them are simply text pages. So it sounds like I've got a long way to go, but a lot of them are literally where you would do borders and things like that. In terms of full pages, I'm probably about a third of the way through. So not too bad for February. I think that's amazing. I think I've done three pages. Okay. But um, how, lo how long? Yeah, but how long does it take for you to finish a picture? It depends what the design is, um, and it depends whether it's a single page or a double page. So there's a particular piece in, in Ivy and the Inky Butterfly, which is a double page, which is uh, Joanna calls the Wonder Room. And in the story, um, it's Ivy's grandfather's um, room where he keeps all his trinkets and souvenirs. And it's very, very, very detailed. And I kept a, a track of how many hours, and I think it was something like 21 or 22 hours it took over about four or five days, which wasn't too bad because it's a really detailed double spread. If, if for instance, you're just doing a single page, which is a, a sphere design, it might only take perhaps a single day, maybe about five or six hours. So it kind of depends on the design that you pick and, and how detailed Joanna's designs are for it. But what is it about Ivy that you like so much it's well you know before I got the book I was kind of on the fence about it being a storybook and now that I've got it that's what I love about it because I've read I must have read the story it, about ten more than ten times because like I was saying earlier she gives you so many ideas she did she literally describes what type of flowers they are that she's that she's drawing and um all of the dragons and, and house mouse. She just gives you so many ideas of, of how to colour things in. And that's why I particularly love Ivy and the Inca Butterfly, because it's a storybook and because it sparks you with so many thoughts and ideas of, of how to colour her designs. But do you colour in uh, other illustrators' colouring books? I do. So I, I um, when I first started colouring, I have a few Millie Murata books. I do have some Hannah Carlson books, um, but I've not really used those to to, to much extent because I, I got so absorbed by by Joanna's books. But I do like um, there's I think it's Animal Kingdom, which is one of Millie Murata's books, which is I did quite a few of. Um, I did a, a particularly beautiful peacock design that she'd that she'd um, drawn out in the book and I really enjoyed that one and I think there's also um I don't know whether it's the Animal Kingdom but I can also remember um 
growing a rooster, which is, you know, a really kind of unusual design, I guess. But um, it's nice to do different things sometimes. And I've and I've got artists approaching me now as well to do colouring for them. They're approaching me on Instagram and um, to, to complete pieces for them, which is lovely. You do that for them? I do, yes. And it's it's an unpaid it's an unpaid um, hobby. It's uh, it's just done for the love of it. Um, and it's it's really nice because it's it, it's good feedback in a way because people are seeing seeing my artwork online and on the Facebook page and um, starting to approach me now to to help them with their with their design. So it's it's really lovely. It's it's taking off in a bit in a big way. But when you started, how did you color them? Is it a difference from now? A lot, a lot. And I would say and I would fully admit to you now that it's still a learning curve because it's not just colored pencils. The, the the art supplies now that you can get, pastels, watercolor pencils, it's always a learning curve. And when I started, I just started with, with um, a very old set of colored pencils that I'd had for about 30 years that I'd had in school. And then once I started to, for, so after about a few months when I, I realized that I was really loving the hobby, I started to save up and invest a little bit. And in, in if it was birthdays or Christmas, I would ask for the coloring pencils. But when I started, it was just with the the very basics and um, loved it from there. But you said in the beginning that Prismacolor is your favorite pencil. It, it is. Why? It is. I've, I've I've got quite a few brands, so I've got some. I'm, I'm a very lucky girl. I'm lucky enough to have some Faber Castell pencils and some Candash. But Prismacolor, for me personally, and it's not to everyone's taste, but they're wax based so it makes them particularly good at blending and they have very very vibrant colors and that's kind of my style if you see my my finished artwork on instagram you'll see that they are they're not subtle shall we say i like bright colors and for me the prisma colors just offer that um real brightness of color but because they're so soft they they blend very well which for a colorist is you know an, an absolute must pencils that that blend really well but how do you use them i know that some people think they are too soft and they creamy. do me mm. so i i i do some tutorials so i've got um i've got a youtube channel which is just um under my name and i do um my very first tutorial that i made was was about blending and it's it's kind of a, a a process that I developed myself, really. Um, and if anybody's interested, by all means, watch the tutorial. It's, it's free. But it's um, with Prismacolor pencils, because they are waxy and because they are soft, it's not a case of layering them up like you would with other pencils. You can get away with one layer of colour, and it, the, the clever part is being able to blend the colours together with just one layer. So I do have blender pencils, but to be honest, I tend not to use them with my Prismacolors because... If you get the colours right and you get the, the hand pressure right, so the pressure of the pencil that you're putting on the page, they will blend together quite easily without without a blender pencil or any other kind of kit. Do you press hard or uh, not hard? It depends. So if I'm blending colours, and there'll probably be people listening to this that will have watched the tutorial, so I I leave a blend line which is in a lighter touch 
um, at the edge of the particular band of colour that I'm that I'm doing, and then everything else inside that piece of design, I press on quite a lot harder, which gives the depth of colour. But leaving an edge along one side with a lighter hand means that you can blend the next colour in. So it's once you've practised it quite a lot, it gets easier. But having that difference in the firmness of how you use the pencils can really help you learn how to blend them. They must be. I I have them and I have not uh, learned learned them yet so well. Okay. Uh, and uh, but when I hear you describe them, I guess it's very different from using polychromos, for example, who is uh, where you layer a lot, That's layer right. and layer and layer and layer and right. don't uh, you know, use much pressure. That's right. And I mean, I'm not saying you can't layer Prismacolor pencils. It's just that I I like to use them. Because they're soft, I, I find them better to use that way. Um, I do have Faber-Castells, and I've done um, a double spread in ivy, a Dahlia double uh, double piece in ivy um, with the polychromos, and they and I have used a layering technique in there. But um, I always go back to my Prismacolors as my favourites. What is your favourite colours? Oh, now there's a question. There's a question. Um, I quite like purples and greens. Purples and greens go together really well. Um, I think if you had to pin me down, probably turquoises and deep turquoises. I've I've just discovered some um, some wonderful Finitech metallic watercolor paints, and the gold ones of those, particularly with with deep turquoises, um, work absolutely beautifully. I did a double page in, in Ivy recently using just those colours, deep turquoises and gold, and um, and it worked really, really well. It looks lovely. Do you have to send that uh, picture to me so I can uh, put okay. it uh, on my on Passionista Colorista Facebook page uh, connected to this episode? Yes, I will absolutely. And I guess we can see it on your Instagram too. Yes, it's on Instagram. Um, Sometimes Instagram is difficult with double pages because it likes square photographs. So you probably won't have seen the full image on on the Instagram. So I'll definitely make sure that I I send you that separately. Perfect. But Prismacolor, before we leave it, I know that uh, they have a rumor of a reputation of breaking and not being so easy to uh, use in the sharpener. What is your experience? So... I guess in terms, I mean, having used Faber-Castells quite extensively, I would agree to that to a certain extent. I do think if you've got a good brand of pencils, you need a good brand of pencil sharpener. So I would never put my Prisma pencils through just a normal pencil sharpener that you would have lying around the house. Um, I have a proper Prismacolor pencil sharpener. I have various um, pencil sharpeners, but they're all kind of professional quality ones. And I find that if you invest maybe just a couple of pounds more to get a really good pencil sharpener, I don't find that I have a massive problem with breakage. I even actually use um, a battery-operated pencil sharpener that is quite sensitive as to how long you can put it in for and sharpen. So I think as long as you kind of get your kit right I, I don't tend to notice it. I, it you, it's noticeable when you use them in 
line with polychromos, but I think if you take care of them and you have the right sharpener, it, it limits how much you, you know, you would find that problem. Because Prismacolors are quite soft. If you sharpen to a very, very, very fine point, you would probably find that the very tip would, would come off. So I tend to sharpen my Prismacolors kind of to a medium, um, to a medium point. Now, polychromos, you can get to a very, 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 very fine point because they're that much harder. And when you put them on the paper, a very fine point won't, won't break. But you don't get the depth of colour in one layer. So I think for Prismacolors, I, I kind of tend to sharpen them so that they're, 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 they're between blunt and sharp, if you like. It's, it's kind of like a medium, a medium tip. Uh, if I'm looking at really detailed designs where you need a, a very sharp point, Prismacolor do actually do very thins. So they do kind of a pack of um, pencils in, in their colours. You don't get the full range, but they do have pencils that are slightly harder that are for particularly detailed work. So I do have some of those and I do use them quite often. Do you colour every day? I well, it depends what I'm doing in the during the day. Um I'm self employed, so I'm I'm a contractor, I have my own company, I'm a I'm I work in project management. So if I'm between contracts, I would absolutely colour every day because I'm at home every day. When I'm in work I tend to work full time. So in those cases, um, I usually tend to just colour at weekends unless someone has approached me to do some work for them, in which case I would probably sit down a couple of hours on, a, on an evening and colour. But um, I've got, as I say, I've got two dogs and um, because I'm out of the, they, they, they have a dog walker, bless them, but because I'm out of the house all day, I tend to think that when I come in from work, when I am working, that my time is theirs. Um, so I, I colour more when I'm between contracts. But uh, does your husband colour too? I would love it if he did, but no. Um, he's he's really supportive of my hobby, really, really supportive. He's he's pleased that the, the channel and the, the Facebook pages are doing absolutely brilliantly. Um, but he doesn't colour himself. Uh, I, I have offered to teach him. But he's he's turned me down so far. Where do you sit in colour? So I would like to say I have a proper art studio. It's called the art studio in our house, but it's actually the dining room. So we don't use the <laughs> dining table anymore. I've kind of taken over that room with um, with my art supplies. And I've got a, a really nice kind of um, area where I, I keep all of my, my kit. And I've got a, a really... Uh, chunky sturdy table that I that I use for coloring on because when I'm making the tutorials I've got I've clearly got my um my my phone set up so that I can make tutorials from in there so I've I've kind of taken over that room and when you are coloring are you listening to music or uh, or are you coloring in silence I do you know what I my husband can sit and work from home and listen to the radio at the same time. And I, I, I would like to say that I listen to music at the same time, but I kind of like the peace and quiet. Um, I don't often get peace and quiet because the, the youngest of my two dogs is just a puppy. She's seven months old. So there's often barking and, and kind of play going on in the background. But, um, I do like to, I do like to sit and relax. Um, 
in, in quiet when, where I can. What uh, what uh, are your favorite uh, motives? So I think it's it's quite. I mean, a lot of um, you'll hear a lot of people on our Facebook site talking about relaxation and mindfulness, and I think that when you're busy in real with your real life and and everything else that you've got going on i think the motivation is is just very much relaxation and producing something that looks beautiful um a lot of our members on our site just simply go to their coloring sites because it helps them to relax and it's um kind of a little haven where they can you know get away from from everything and just escape into a hobby that so many other people love and and share. You are one of the admins of the Johanna Basford your pages coloring group. I am, yes. On I Facebook. Have. Yes. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, around about um six months ago, the the one of the ladies that set up the page originally um put a post out on the group saying that um she was leaving the group but she would like to hand it over to someone who was really interested to keep it going and i had a quite a few of our members get in touch with me unbeknown to me at the time um get in touch with with stephanie to say um i think claire would be a really good administrator so stephanie approached me and at first i was scared <laughs> i'm like okay fantastic opportunity too good an opportunity to miss but how much time is it going to take um if i'm you know if i'm if i'm in contract will 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 i have time to do a good job because i don't want to take this on knowing that i might not be able to give you know 100% of my time to it and as the group's grown um we have had other administrators and i've got two absolutely brilliant ladies that help me administer the page now um i've got a lady called Gail Kemble in America and um a lady called Bex Harris who was based in Australia so between the three of us and the three time zones um we we facilitate we've now got over 10,000 members which is absolutely brilliant we had a real coup um about two weeks ago we reached 10,000 members and i actually um reached out to Joanna on Instagram because we follow each other and um she joined the group herself and posted and it was absolutely brilliant the page lit up like a christmas tree um so it's it's just been a really good couple of weeks and as i say i i couldn't do what i do without bex and gail and i'm sure that they would say the same about me we we make a really good team administering the site we've got fantastic members talented members absolutely brilliant artwork that gets posted we we are a site strictly for joanna basford um but some of the artwork that uh, that gets produced is just absolutely amazing. What is uh, the great thing about being a member of a coloring group on Facebook? I think it's a shared passion. Um and it's not simply just about Joanna's books, it's about all of the 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 art media. So our members tend to ask each other questions about how to use the pencils and because I I'm not the only member that's producing tutorials but because we've got access to a bank of tutorials I think people come to the site because they've got access to free learning and um 
it's it's a community. It, that's what it is. It's a community of of people who just share the same passion, and it's it's just a wonderful wonderful place to be. You must have been quite active in that group if you got the question to be admin. I did, and um, well, I was. It was it was around about the time that I'd started making tutorials. So for all I was posting quite a lot of my work. Up until kind of like about 10 months ago, I wasn't making tutorials. And once I'd started making tutorials, I think that because I was posting more onto the site, um, it, it, your, your name kind of gets recognized a little bit more. And um, it just kind of grew from there, really. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that is, is thanking you for tutorials and for tips and tricks. And we have, and, and and it's brilliant because we've got um, we've got so many members who who also help with that. So, Bex, for instance, um, is an expert with fine lines. Well, she's an expert with all pencils, but she's she started off with with um, fine liner markers. So she's done some excellent tutorial on um, on fine liners, and so our, our members kind of periodically post little tips and tricks with videos. So it's um it's it's very much a learning community, and I think. Even though I've been colouring four years, there's so many different art media. I, I'm still learning. You, you learn every day. And I think that's what's good about the group, because if we learn something, we try to share it with each other. I saw that. I, I'm a member of that group, too. And I saw the, that um, post from Johanna Bassford and people were really touched and really, really starstruck and uh, happy. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. We knew. Um, because the the three admins had made some little videos because we knew we were coming up to 10,000 members and we wanted to do something special and we did a black and white colouring event where you had to hide the number 10,000. And I'd, because Joanna and I follow each other on Instagram because I've done a few projects with her now, um, I'd reached out to her and said, you know, we're nearly at 10,000. I hadn't asked her to join the group. But when she replied to me and said, I'm going to join and I'm going to post, it was kind of like the, the three administrators we knew that she joined and we knew that she was going to post, but we knew kind of in advance or oh, by about four or five hours. So trying to keep that a secret and not, you know, kind of not <laughs> tell anybody that she was going to post was absolutely brilliant. And it was it, it's just a massive boost for the group, I think. What is it about Johanna Besford as a person that people seems to like so much? I think she just comes, I was going to say she comes across as very approachable. She is very approachable um, and she's very, very supportive of people who show her her artwork. So she absolutely loves getting involved with um, with projects that she can see the people behind the colouring. So she recently did um, a project where she asked to see pieces of her artwork that we that we'd completed but it was also to see the artist behind the page so we took photographs and submitted them with with our own kind of faces and pictures of the of the book so it's really nice she's interested in in people as well as what we pull up have you met her i haven't met her i haven't but i would absolutely love to she's um she's uh she's i live in northeast england and joanna's based in scotland so, um, Joanna, if you're listening, it's not that far for me to come and visit you. <laughs> Perfect. Of course, you need to meet her sometime. 
oh, I hope so. I really, really hope so. It would be absolutely brilliant. But how much time does this group take? Um, For you? It, it's not as bad as you would anticipate. It's not as... For all, we've got over 10,000 members now. It's not... It's it, it, it turned... I was quite worried at first that it would take quite a lot of time. And I certainly couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't do it with, without my other two, without the two girls. But I, it, it's kind of more vigilance than it is being on the site constantly. So it's checking in, you know, maybe four or five times a day for 10, 20 minutes at a time, which you can work around your job. Um, so, you know, you can, you can check on a morning, you can check at lunchtime. And our members are also quite good. So if there's activity that is is flagged to the admins they will do that so they they our members do help us um take care of the site so it's i i would probably say it's maybe an hour or two a day um but it doesn't feel like that when you kind of just checking in and out every now and again what does the coloring book community means to you oh it's 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 brilliant it's it's just i think the thing about our group is in our community is that it's just so very supportive of each other so people will post and say, I really can't do this. And people will reply and say, well, try this or I did that and that's how I did it. And um, all of the tutorials that the members produce is just aimed at, you know, they're taking time out of their own day to make videos that help other people. So that, you know, that it's a teaching arena. Um It's just a very supportive place to be. And I think that's why myself and Bex and Gail are so proud of the group, because it's it's we've we we administer it. We facilitate it to be a really supportive community. How much contact do you three have? Quite a lot. We we talk quite a lot. We um we we message each other several, several times a day. Um, because we flag things up to each other to ask opinions. So if there's a particular post we're not sure about, we'll we'll ping each other um, to say, what what do you think? And clearly we're, we're three ladies, so we like gossiping, so we have quite a good gossip. Um, again, I've never, obviously, because Gail's based in America and I'm here in England and Bex is in Australia, I've never personally met the ladies, but I feel like um, I feel like I know them. I feel like I've got two sisters. Do you have someone to colour with in real life? Well, actually, um, there are quite a few people local to me. And I did have one lady come round um, a couple of months ago who, who asked to come round um, because she lives probably only about 15 miles away just to sit and come and come and sit and colour and learn and just chat and, and see how each other works. Um, so I don't on a regular basis, but... Um, you kind of feel like you are with with people because you're you're posting all the time and people are replying all the time so even though you haven't got someone physically there with you all the time the the replies that come in constantly from the the facebook community make you feel like you're you're not on your own how do you decide what to color next well that's a good question and we get quite a lot of posts on our site that say how do you tackle a book do you start at page one go through it in order um how how do you pick a piece that you want to color and for me um i tend to go for i don't do it in order so i don't start at page one um i tend to look at jo well not just joanna's designs but look at look at the design of that i'm that i'm working on and 
what inspires me, as I said earlier, is where you get a clue of what you want to colour. So I tend to go for things like uh, lanterns because I know that I can create light. I tend to go for um, things like, um, Joanna does a lot of sphere designs. So I tend to go for those as well because I know I can make kind of a, a, a globe effect with them. So I, I did one particular piece of Joanna's. It's not Ivy and Thank You Butterfly. Um, I'm struggling to think which book it was from, but it's a sphere. And um, it's got a little tree boat inside it and the sphere is sat on the ocean. So I kind of looked at that and thought, OK, so there's a lantern on the boat. We could make the boat nighttime and outside the sphere daytime. So I kind of look at the design and get inspiration from from the details in the piece. Do you have a lot of work in progress or do you color one picture in the time at time? Do you know what? I think I'm slightly OCD because I only ever have one thing going at a time. And I know anybody listening to this is probably just gasped because the majority of people often will have a lot of things on the go at the same time. Um, but I'm I'm quite, I wouldn't say I'm strict with myself because it sounds like you don't enjoy it. But I, I tend to work on one thing at a time. And I like to give I like to give my pieces my full attention when I'm doing them. Um, and for me, having several going at a time, my my I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority, but my, my brain kind of doesn't work like that. Um, I, I'm not clever enough to have two things going at once. How important is the result for you? Oh, it's 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 really important. And I think the thing is, the good thing with our group is that our members post bad results as well as good results. So people don't always want to see something that's perfect. And whilst the result is, you always want to see a nice result, I think what's good about our group is people will post something that they think they've done badly. And that gives people, other people encouragement to say, well, I made, same, made the same mistake and I'm glad I'm not on my own. Um, some of our members have been asking me to do a tutorial on gemstones and I'm still trying to learn them myself and I, and I, I made a post with some of the work in progress that I've been practicing on to make the point that the result for me with the gemstones still isn't perfect you know I'm still learning so you know we don't want our members to think that you have to be Picasso to be to be in the group literally every single one of us is learning and if the result isn't what you wanted it's great that we still post and still give each other advice and tips did you color in coloring books when you were a kid were a kid i did i did but obviously um there wasn't kind of the the art media that around that there is now i mean we're talking i'm uh, as, as i mentioned earlier i'm 44 this year so when i was young um there wasn't an awful lot around, but I, I do remember having colouring books. I didn't have, I had coloured pencils, um, but I think when I was a girl, when I used to colour in, it was more with, with felt tips and markers. Um, as I did have colouring pencils that I used at school, but um, I can remember colouring in, in, in felt tips with, with my junior books. But what was it that made both you and your husband uh, react to that uh, TV programme and thinking this was something for you I think it's because for all I ha I don't have art qualifications I am quite creative so I 
I taught myself to play piano and I quite like teaching myself to do creative things. So when we saw that on the TV, my husband looked up at me and said, you'd be really good at that. You, you could learn to do that. Um, and, it, and it just it's just sparked my imagination because you Joanna said this herself. She says, um, when you say coloring books, you don't associate them with with adults doing them. But really, why not? Just why not? <laughs> it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Can you describe the feeling you have when you are coloring? Um, for me, it's it's a way to, to kind of zone out. So it is very much about relaxing. And I tend to use, although I have, I tend to use media that I feel comfortable with, but I have been challenging myself more and more because, um, for instance, when I started using watercolor pencils, I was getting a little bit stressed out because I wasn't very good at them at first. And therefore you lose the relaxation. Um, but it's practice. It's just practice. And for me, it is that coloring is about being able to switch off from all of the other problems you might have and just create something beautiful. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't absolutely doesn't have to be perfect. That some of the, the 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 pieces that give me the biggest smiles that I see on our Facebook site are from we we have a section for that's called Joanna's Juniors. And for me, colouring is about smiling and some of the the posts that our juniors make just make me smile, make me smile. We've, there's, we haven't got very many and we're working on um, getting more juniors into our group because Joanna herself has two little girls. So it's um, it's very much a case of just smiling. It's it's so relaxing and it's and it's addictive once you start. It's completely addictive once you start. And. There's so many media that you can choose. You can choose canvases or postcards or colouring books. There's just always something new to get excited about. Do you have an advice how to keep it, uh, how to keep the colouring uh, filled with joy and uh, being fun? So, I mean, the more you learn, the more you can get uh, the feeling that you need to be good every time and that you that the result has to be better and better that that's right and i mean um you can put a lot of pressure on yourself um because my my hobby is is kind of you know that my my absolute dream would be to have a career in coloring to to be a color to be a professional colorist and it's kind of a double-edged sword because you put pressure on yourself um and the whole thing about coloring the whole mantra about coloring is to enjoy it and relax and so it's it's always you know in the back of my mind i'm i'm thinking don't let this make you unhappy and a lot of our members will post and say i'm really not happy with this piece i don't know i don't know why i'm coloring i don't know and the, just have to keep in your back of your mind it's 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 a hobby and it's it's just something that will give you pleasure and if for any reason a particular piece you're working on is frustrating you or you really don't want to finish it don't finish it if something's really bugging you leave it put it down put it down for a couple of days and go back to it 
post on the site for, for tips and guidance and to see if anyone's done the same page and how they handled it. That, that would be my advice. If, if you feel frustrated or unhappy with it, just, just put it down and, and walk away for either a couple of hours or a couple of days and then come back to it. Because the one thing about coloring is it, it's meant to relax and it's meant to be mindful. So if you're not enjoying it, just take a break. Um, because if you really love the hobby, you will always come back to it and you will always find that someone will help you find a way to do things. Do you follow tutorials and watch things on I YouTube? I do. I do, yes. I mean, when I first started out, I think, well, still some of the big names like Chris Cheng, who was an absolutely amazing artist and she's self-taught as well. Um, so I've watched quite a few um, tutorials myself. And when I first started doing mine, it, it's quite daunting because you don't realize how much work goes into them. Um, but I just thought I, I enjoy watching tutorials. It, it helps me learn. And doing tutorials myself just gives me the opportunity to give back, if you like, so to help other people learn. And I've had some really good feedback on the tutorials on the YouTube channel um, in terms of style and explaining how to use the pencils and explaining why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, so tutorials are absolutely brilliant. They, they just give everybody a chance to learn. Um, it's almost like having a free art academy online. When you color a page, do you decide before which colors you're going to use or uh, do you just start and uh, see what's happened? <laughs> yeah, it depends. As I say, because I go back to visit the design every time. So, and and also with Ivy and the Inky Butterfly, because Joanna describes in detail in the story. So she there's a there's a wildflower meadow, and she describes dahlias and daisies and primroses and forget me nots. And what I tend to do is take those pointers as a guidance for colour. So what I do a lot actually is research images online. So. I didn't know what colour dahlias come in, so I did quite a lot of research and they come in in a, in a range of colours. But images now from just a Google search will give you so many ideas about what colours to use. And Joanna's story kind of points you in the right direction about what kind of flowers and therefore research the flowers, see what they look like in real life and then build yourself a palette that um, that matches it. And a lot, I do find quite a lot of fun in in sitting building palettes. I have my precious notebook, which I've posted from on our site quite a few times with with palettes that have, of colours that I've worked up. And a lot of that is from just looking at images online and sitting down and working up colours that you can see in the picture. So I guess it's a It's a, it's a mix of, of looking at the storybook and looking at what's on the page and then researching. I, I personally do a lot of research online. So, for instance, there was a Magical Jungle tutorial that um, that included an Orkarpi, which is kind of like a half deer and half zebra. So, you know, I, 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 I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I researched online and kind of built up the colours around the images that I'd researched. Do you use a colour wheel? I do use a colour wheel. Um, in fact, sometimes I have to put the colour wheel down because I use too many colours. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's like put the colour wheel down and walk away. Um, but I do. I find it very useful. And um, particularly on a couple of pieces where I've kind of started out with a colour and then you look at another area of the of the piece and you think, hmm, what would complement that? And the colour wheel, which you can pick up so cheaply, I mean, you know, they're, they're only kind of like a pound, is such a good way of seeing colours that match and complement each other. And it's uh, even kind of like tinting and toning, so shades of the same colour. It's it's um, it's a very, very, very handy little tool that I would recommend for anybody. Do you have other uh, tips about uh, tools, your best tools? Well, for uh, just recently, um, I've been trying to think about a way for the storybook, so Ivy Storybook, how to incorporate colouring around the portions of text. So I kind of made a little tutorial on tips and tricks for that. And what I've tried, been trying to do is the, the detail of the drawing, colouring in in pencil, and then around the text, kind of fading out in pastels or pastel pencils. Um, and it's just a good way to incorporate the text so you're not kind of colouring over the text and you're not colouring up to it in kind of block colours that you can kind of make a fade out around around the story. And as I say, that's just a very recent kind of um, tip and trick that I've put out there. I've got I've made quite a few basic tutorials on things like how to um, create a wood effect, how to kind of look at the basics of colouring glass, because all of these little things just trick the eye into looking at a piece and thinking, wow, that looks real. Um, so I've, I've done tutorials on water droplets. Um, and they're all kind of little tips and tricks that if you looked and thought, I can't replicate that. But when you actually break it down step by step, it is doable. It is manageable, even for complete beginners. Um, you look at the end result and you think, I'll never be able to do that. But actually, when you break it down step by step, um, it's it's quite easy to, to create specialist effects that you think are quite complicated, but they're not. And a lot of my videos are aimed at beginners trying to to learn these techniques do you remember the first time you tried to to color a droplet oh god yes um i was i have kind of a, a stash of a3 just plain white paper and in preparation for the tutorial on the water droplet i literally filled an a3 sheet with practices before i thought it was good enough to try and teach other people and i actually posted a port um a a picture of that. I, I don't think I have it anymore. I don't think I have that photo anymore. But I remember posting a picture of that A3 sheet just to prove that I don't know everything. I, I really don't. I'm still learning as much as everyone else is. Um, and it, I know it's kind of like one of those things that you say, but practice really does make perfect. Um, and 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 you don't have to get to perfect. You need just just practice, 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 practice. What is the thing about droplets? How do you color them? I know it's hard to describe in words, but try. It is. I think with water droplets, you've got to trick the eye that it's transparent. So whatever the water droplet is sitting on, for instance, a leaf, you've got to base the, the, the water droplet on the color palette that you've built the leaf on. And what also is a really good tr tip is... Um, 
things like taking a white a white gel pen or a white Posca paint marker because even kind of little circular lines around the outside trick the eye that light is shining off it and therefore it's transparent so when you start to think about coloring something transparent you're not actually coloring something transparent you're coloring what it's sitting on um it, it is quite difficult to describe but um the 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 best bit is at the end where you can put like the, the little white marks on that really make like look make it look like that the light is shining off it yes i like i love the the white gel pen yeah it yeah, makes such a difference for a lot of things does. absolutely does um even kind of little twinkles on um gemstones you know to 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 give the impression that they're shining that there's light glinting off them do you use that for every picture white gel pen or posca no no not at all um it depends what i'm what i'm coloring um we had a black and white color along event for our 10,000 members where we had to hide the number 10,000 in the designs and i used quite a lot of um white pen for that because clearly we could only use black and white uh but on the whole um i i don't use the the white markers on every piece it depends what what i'm what i'm coloring in so for things like a, a fishbowl i probably would because again it's glass so it's transparent and you want to make the effect that light is shining off it to to get that transparency but but not everything not everything needs a, a white a white marker i saw today that you and one of your coloring friends have started a new facebook group yes um, tell us about that yes well joy approached me about um a week ago and i'm just going to give me one second because i just want to get the details up on my phone of the original post that she sent me because what what she'd done was um had a really good idea so the lady the, the lady is called joy miller and she had a really good idea that a lot of people are quite shy because the the standard in general on the site is high a lot of people are quite shy to to post their work because they might not think that it's worth posting and and as a site we try to encourage everybody to post my tutorials are aimed at beginners um and we try to encourage everybody but she has a point where we wouldn't know if people weren't posting because I don't post so she approached me to say i i want to start um a group where it's particularly for people who might be shy and it's going to be a group where you can post without feeling like you have to be perfect and i thought it was an excellent idea and she asked me if we could advertise it on the Joanna Basford pages and I, and sadly i had to say no because we're really strict about advertising other sites where they're not 100% dedicated to Joanna Basford um and joy's plan was it could be any artwork but what i'd said to her was well that doesn't stop me personally helping you advertise it So I I'd replied to her and said by all means set it up and we'll see what interest we can gather in it just by putting it on Facebook in general but particularly on Instagram. Um so Joy contacted me this morning to say that she'd set the group up so I'm I'm just helping to her to advertise it really it's her baby it was her idea 
And I'm just trying to help her get some followers now and get some interest going because I'm sure that there are a lot of colorists out there who are just starting their journey and who are quite shy about posting their work. And the name of the group was? Sorry, yes, the name of the group is Color Me Shy Coloring Club. It's such a great name. It's good, isn't it? Yes. Just realized I haven't told you, I have one of those uh, traveling books, the Ivy oh. traveling books at my home right now. Right. Well, funny enough, I just received one the day before yesterday as well. I've got, um, I've got the one that um, the person before you picks who it goes to next, and it could be anywhere in the world. So, yes. so Gail has just literally sent me that one, and I received it a couple of days ago. So, I'm trying to work out which pages to do, and I think, I think I'm going to do the Wonder Room in it. Wow! With all the small details. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And uh, how are you going to do it different from your former? Yeah, so I'm I'm going to try and um, I mean clearly the, the the furniture and things like that would be quite similar, but I'm going to do something different with the background. I think just to make it bespoke from from the other from the one I've done before, because I think the fact that it's one of Joanna's books, it deserves to have its own individual kind of stamp on it. So which one have you got? I got the one that uh, it was sent to. Uh, coloring friend in Sweden, or uh, at least I I I I met her once, but uh, she doesn't live close to me. But she sent it to a person, and then she sent it to me. So I'm the third wow. person in this book. Wow! And do you know what you're going to color yet? Yes, I've started with uh, uh, it's two elves, I think. Oh oh yes yes yes. Um, it's the elves tea party page. Yes yes, that's one. And Yes, so they've got the, the mushrooms to one side and then the foxglove on the other. I yes. know what you mean. Yes, yes, I do. I do know what you mean. Yes, so I started to try to color the flower to the right, like a lamp with light. Oh, uh, wow. So, and then I tried to make the background like night sky. So, but I haven't come so far. Well, great minds think alike because I made mine a night sky as well because it's the <laughs> Because it's the elves' midnight feast, so that's why I, I I thought that had to be a nice background as well. It will be so fun to see your version version of that. I'll send you it. I'll yeah, send you it do that. You do that for inspiration. Perfect. Uh, have you decided who to send it to next? I have, but um, I'm keeping it under wraps for now because I haven't approached them. Um, what I have said on the traveling book page is that I'm hoping it will be the first junior to get the book. Um, as I say, I haven't approached the person and their, um, their parents, but I, I have kind of particular reasons why I, I want it to, to maybe go to a, a junior to, to get the book because I think Joanna would there, there's certain reasons why I want this particular little girl to, to, to have a go but I think Joanna would also appreciate um, younger colorist is being encouraged I haven't decided yet but uh, I have some time to think about it yeah, absolutely and I think the good thing with the traveling books is there's no pressure again it's going back to the Keep in mind that you've always got to enjoy it. There's no time limit on how long you can have it. So that helps, doesn't it? Yes, it does. But I think it's so fun that we are talking today and we have two of the three books. Yes. Isn't that just, just crazy? I mean, from, from all over the world and there's only three. Yes, so, I know. 
It's quite a coincidence, and I literally only got mine the day before yesterday. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) The same day. (laughs) Same day. I think so. So that's amazing, absolutely amazing. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Claire, for your time and that you joined my podcast. You're very welcome. It's been lovely talking to you. And uh, thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Thank you.